What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, where we talk about all things horror. And we are now exclusively interviewing people from the horror community. It's it's just a lot more fun. Uh, where we can talk about anything, movies, music, uh, and in this case, podcasting. Um, uh, we're actually, this is the second uh, group of podcasters that we've had on. And I think this is going to be a nice running tradition to talk to other podcasters because it's kind of fun. We can, talk, we can talk shop. We can talk about the, you know, similar experiences to say the least. Technical difficulties. Yeah, that too. <laughs> the, and my partner in crime, is uh, Zach, uh, Zachary Smith, is here. The, um, uh, so, and so today we have the Dolls of Horror podcast. Cast, if you would be so kind to introduce yourself, that'd be awesome. Hi, my name is Summer. I founded the Dolls of Horror uh, in November 2019 with uh, my original co-host Tori, and um, yeah, then then Jamie joined the family. Yeah, so um, me and Summer actually met via Instagram too, which was kind of fun. You know, starting a podcast with someone who lives like you know all the way across the other side of the country. Um, she was drawn to a little post that I did on my Instagram about how I love like neon colored blood and like some eyeball torture. Um, but yeah, I came on as a guest originally and then, um, she invited me to be the host and I said, okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. So a lot of conversations about zombie, I'm sure the, um, uh, Oh, the um, uh, frame, my fame. frame by frame discussions. I'm sure the um, uh, and and Zach's eyes certainly perked up when uh, when he heard uh, neon blood or anything. Blood. You say blood, I get excited. It's <laughs> just don't worry. I'm not insane. I swear. <laughs> I understand. The um, uh, and and funny enough, and actually, um, uh, you know, it's funny that you met over Instagram. Zach and I uh, actually met because I auditioned for one of his films, um, doing his last project for college, and I auditioned for him. And um, and then we became he was horrible. The uh, oh yeah, and th- therefore he <laughs> casted me. The um, I was the only guy that showed up that day, so he's like, mm, I guess we're gonna have to go with this guy. The um, and Zach likes to tell a joke about a, about that audition that I always love. The, what's what's that joke? Joke Zach? It's literally the only time he's been on time to anything early, even. <laughs> I, I fucked up his expectations for the next eight years. The, um, uh, <laughs> so um, we have a very popular question uh, here on the Nightmares podcast. It's what we ask to every guest, and it kind of devolves into a whole conversation. So when did horror enter your life? The um, uh, And, you know, you're more than welcome either one to, to answer. But when did that journey, uh, that bloody journey, or in this case, neon bloody journey, uh, start to, for you? Oh, well, you know, it's funny because my bloody journey, it kind of, okay, so I started off with like the little gateway horrors when I was a kid, right? So Grimlin. <laughs> you make us you know, sound like you... cr- crack addicts. <laughs> we are. You are. <laughs> yes, yes. I started with the gateway drugs. Began. <laughs> hey, you still um, go broke. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But um, yeah, so I started watching some of those things. I really loved like book series at the time, like Goosebumps. And I loved um, the Christopher Pike stuff. But I didn't like fully go full blown horror freak until I was in high school. Um, and gosh, I don't even know what necessarily like started it, except that when I was a kid and I was scared of these movies, I also like kind of liked it. Um, so then in high school, I just started running through them um, nonstop, and I have been a total horror fan ever since. Yeah. Um, for me, I started, I was eight years old, um, thereabouts. 
Uh, and I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house because she had a house full of foster kids and I was an only child. So I would go there every weekend, sometimes during the weekdays and hang out with all the all my friends, all the kids. And she had kids of all ages, you know, people younger than me and high schoolers. And um, the one one of the ones that she had had um, for many, many years, I call her my Aunt Deanna, and I still just adore her. She would go and she would rent scary movies and she rented Suspiria one day. And it was the first time I was allowed to watch it, watch a movie and just staying up late in her bunk bed, watching the ballet and the witches and my life changed forever. And I remember running home and telling my parents, I just saw my first horror movie. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, were, they were strangely relieved to, to find out I meant, you know, violence and not sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know what we, we by the way we have to get real hooked on phonics when we tell the title of our of our network we have to literally go midwest horror, horror. network because a lot of people are like horror network they go I'm like no that's a different thing the um uh, the uh, we tried to go for that copyright it's already gone the um uh, <laughs> because of because uh, if because of horror does it second porn does it first the um uh, anyway back to this conversation <laughs> yeah but after that that's all i wanted to watch it was all horror all the time <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I think my second horror movie might have been uh, Retribution. Not a good movie at all. Very special to me, though. And after that, I can't remember what I saw when. I can't remember which nightmare I saw first, which Friday I saw first, because I was watching so many sometimes in the same day. It just all blends together. And I really wish that, that I had those memories of seeing Halloween for the first time, you know, and I wish I could go back and like, say, you're going to want to know this later. The uh... I was studious about it when I first started in like high school, you know, like really going through them. I was like researching and I was like, okay, I got to watch them all in order. I need to watch. This is an essential. This is an essential. Um, Jallos are like one of my favorite kind of subgenres. So I really went on a Jallo binge first, but I was studious about it. Man, and and I um this was back for me in 1990, so there was like no internet search, uh, no streaming. I know I dated myself terribly, but, but you know those those were back in the days when you went to the video store and you found a cover you liked, and that's what you watched. Yeah. So I I saw a Nightmare on Elm Street cover I liked. I'm pretty sure it was either three or four, so that's the one I picked. And not really knowing all the backstory, but didn't even care because I loved the characters so much. Yeah, the um, uh, it, it's amazing that like you know I've I've had many stories where where you know uh, Vinny, one of my dear friends uh, who's actually my roommate, uh, was talking to me about renting a few movies, and it was a Krampus movie, and it, with the artwork was so cool on the cover that they actually bought it, and it was a buddy of his, and he said he said hey this is really cool I'm gonna buy it let's go let's go back to my place and watch it, and they watched it and it was so bad the friend <laughs> just just apologized the entire time he's like he's like oh dude I'm so sorry man I'm. So so I'm so it's so bad. The um uh, you know the you know and then of course you know our, our dear friend Corey Poltergeist OD um exchanging the he's the reason why 
dudes like him are the reason why at Blockbuster that they started putting the VHSs in the back because what he used to do was he used to because Jack Frost the horror movie and Jack Frost the family movie came at the oh, same time he used yes. to switch the VHSs all the time the um, yes. and I'm like you're the re- you're the reason why we had to go you know like basically pass bulletproof glass to go get our fucking VHS you're the <laughs> asshole sir the um uh, you're the reason why this whole system got fucked the um uh, because you scared the shit out of some family members that are watching a really bad, bad horror movie. The um uh, have not had the displeasure of seeing it yet, but I've heard I've heard terrible things. The, it's uh, awful. The <laughs> the um uh, I know you and Vinny are like the only ones who've seen it. What Jack Frost? Yeah, Jack Frost. I love oh, Jack I... Frost, uh, but but in the ironic, this is so, so yes. strange and so great and so wonky it in in that kind of way it's it's not a, a fantastic film but i adore it <laughs> i always, i like to say it has the most misleading cover i've ever seen it's just like oh that looks cool and it looks nothing like that in the movie i'm like what the hell i got ripped yeah. off i was like seven years old i'm like this is bullshit the um zach started his horror journey when he was like two so you know the um uh, he started very early the um with his adventures so you know i'm i'm curious too you know like it, it's you brought up an interesting topic and I kind of want to expand upon it, which was, you know, talking about artwork on on, you know, on VHSs and everything else. It's crazy how like it kind of like made a huge shift in the 90s, you know, when it became very, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I love Scream, but Scream changed a lot of marketing for horror movies into that what's now modern horror, um, uh, you know, movie posters, which is a bunch of sexy people looking directly at the camera opposed yeah. to very beautiful artwork. The um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like those sexy people, but, you know, the uh, but it's it gets a little I mean, don't we all? But it, it gets a little, you know, much, you know, I, I, I'd love to expand upon this, you know, what it was like to actually go through a blockbuster and like look at all these beautiful artwork. And it, and it was an adventure. It was an adventure yeah, to try to see it, you know, and, and it, it's and it's it's sorely missed. It I really miss it is. so much. Yeah, I really loved like the thrill of the hunt too, you know, because uh, there'd be movies that like I heard about from friends or whatever, and they were hard to find, you know. So I'd go to like the even like the used like video store or like a thrift store and search and search and search. And if I actually found it, it was like such a prize, you know what I mean? But man, like being a kid going through the video store, that was just the greatest feeling, especially you know when mom's like grab a couple, like you can grab two. And it's like, they're both going to be horror. <laughs> of course, of course. It, w- it was very, very magical. Um, and you're right about the shift on the kind of cover art that, that there was. And I discovered some really amazing little known movies based on, you know, blind pickups from, in my case, uh, before, Blockbuster was super popular, and before Hollywood Video was super popular, we had Video City, which was like an. an a, uh, I'm from California, so that was a California chain. They were kind of everywhere there. So I always we went to the Video City, and eventually that one folded because of Blockbuster and Hollywood got so big. And now we all know what happened to those. But I mean, we've talked about one of these movies on the show, Jamie. I Madman was a was the one I picked based on the cover, and it's now one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you fellas have Me seen too. it. No, I've not. The um, uh, I'll add oh. it to the list. Oh, please it's do. So good. <laughs> and check out the cover art. It's beautiful, oh, stunning. Original cover art. Google the yeah, original yeah. cover art because they've changed it, and the the new stuff is great. But it's not my nostalgia. Also, Popcorn was one of those that I picked no. based on the cover alone. Yep. So I, yep. fun movie. So good. So good. 
And the, I, I was thinking about what you guys said about bad movies and the bad Krampus movies, because there's a lot of Krampus crap out there. Oh, I know yeah. I own several uh, <laughs> in my big box of Christmas movies, <laughs> and I have one, trust me. So one that I really remember watching based on the cover, and it's, I remember it being just, just awful and making no sense. It was called The Demons of Ludlow. Oh, I don't know that one. Very obscure. <laughs> and I think I'm going to have to try to find it to see if it really is as bad as I remember, because there was a lot of wonky things going out going on. And it was like a ghost story. And there was, I think, a pirate at some point. And the porn version is the demons of Santa Monica. The um, uh, <laughs> the um, uh, so no, no, no I, I love that. The little gems and everything else. It's, it's so great. Man, man. Yeah. yeah, I want to watch it again, you know, 28 years later and see if it really is as bad as I remember it being. <laughs> You need the buddy system for that one. So like count me in. (laughs) And my best friend at the time, the person who I spent, you know, most of my adolescent and adult life, we became roommates when we all moved out and everything. Um, (laughs) She watched it with me. And I remember because that's what we do every weekend and go watch the scary movies and have a sleepover. And she goes, this is okay <laughs> i think that was her exact reaction okay this was a movie <laughs> we're, we're like well that just happened <laughs> the, um, uh, we've we've watched uh you know uh, several of movies that that would happen um uh, the uh dude what was the one that was made from the guy from the misfits the um uh oh, the, you, you know what i'm glenn, talking about that, the that glenn danzig yeah, movie. the glenn danzig movie the um that was one of those that we watched and we're like we're like well that well, that was the thing. We saw something. I don't know. Like we saw uh, pictures and light and sound. So it must have been a film, but we were not quite sure what the fuck was that. Story be damned. There was visuals. There was a there there uh, there was blood in one of the stories. There was a naked chick, and that's all I remember. <laughs> the um, uh, and I think I think it was a, well, there was of a, course the, the naked chick. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. The um, uh, it's a testament of horror. There's just certain things, you know, certain boxes you have to fill. The one thing I will say is though, I think that that's making a kind of a cool comeback is shutter is starting to reintroduce the culture of of the video store except it's doing it through digital form and I'll, and yeah. I'll explain I'll explain the um because when you just you know cuz shutter has just mountains of horror and indie horror and other horror that you never even heard of and a lot of it is you know you look at the, the 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 cover art, you know, the actual cover art, and then you can decide. You have the description next to it, but most people are looking at the cover art. So it mm-hmm. is into a sense of reintroducing that culture. It's not the same, but uh, from a digital era perspective, it's the best we got. They um, uh, and I, I think they're at least making an attempt to get back to that whole era because um, I, I have found a lot of really cool gems on on Shutter that I would have normally not have found. The um, so I do appreciate that. And yes. were you guys talking about Veronica? Yes, 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 yes that's I, it. Guys, guys, I had to look it up, but <laughs> I've heard three people say that exact same description about that movie. <laughs> three other people <laughs> said that on separate occasions say the same thing. And I'm like, wait, okay, what was it? What was it? I started with a V. There was a K in it. What was it? So, yeah. The, yep. uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're not the only one to feel exactly that way. Oh, yeah. good to know. I, I have a story. Hold on just a second. And Zach's going to laugh when he hears what the story is. Um, 
it, we okay, so we had a white elephant party that we had. Um, Jesus. <laughs> we had a white elephant party. Um, no, it was a bloody elephant. A bloody Get elephant. Right. Bloody elephant. White elephant. We we, we went with the theme. And, you know, obviously both of you have been to the cons many, many times, and you, you have a lot of the resellers that are there. And what I did was I literally went like this and, like, grabbed some random shit from, from the box. Oh, I love it. And the one I pulled I... out was called Teacher's Pet. And oh. and we <laughs> and we and I, the um and we grabbed it and we gave my it to my husband watched that on Tubi. Oh my god! Oh, we watched. We I had, did it. That sounds familiar. I haven't seen it, but I think I've seen the cover. On he, was tell, he was telling me all about wait, it. Wait, wait, wait! Real quick, oh. Mark, are you sure it's called Teacher's Pet? Are you sure it's not Teacher's Day? Oh, Teacher's Day. Not it, okay. He saw Teacher's oh. Pet. Oh, okay. Let him describe the movie, so, and we'll so, see if we have the right We'll see if movie. we match it up, because I know it has, like, several titles. The um, So, essentially, it's a very, like, formulaic, um, you know, slasher movie. It's literally, like, the plot of a porno, except no sex and PG-13 nudity happens in a rated R movie. It's a bunch Ooh. of girls at a slumber party while there's a dude stalking out them. But teacher. A, a teacher. But at the same time, there's another bro dude that keeps trying to get into the party with a bunch of his friends and a bunch of his buddies look into a window to very PG-13 activity that's going on and they jerk off and then they get killed by the teacher and then it all culminates by the way and, and like you at least think that like nudity is going to be the saving grace of this they barely do any nudity um, and, and then it gets to the ending and the bro dude who apparently was the writer and the director burst into a rap song about a banana. And, and apparently this was a catalyst for him to start his rap career about rapping about fruit. And in this case, it was about a banana. The um, Not the same movie. The, <laughs> that's we, what I figured. We, we, I'm like, there's no way in hell anyone else has seen this movie because we wow. we can't find it anywhere else. The... I, I, the uh, I, I couldn't believe we couldn't believe what the fuck was going on. The um, there uh, wasn't even any blood in the damn movie. Yeah, there wasn't any blood either. But somehow it was rated R. I think it was rated R for language. The um, right. uh, the um, but, and the banana and the banana. The uh, apparently whatever the fuck <laughs> that means. The uh, it was it was the craziest thing. And and also too is you have it, it, all the ladies at the party left us and they all went into the kitchen and you got a bunch of guys. Literally making a – like our, our commentary was second to none because it was the stupidest thing we've ever seen. And they're all horror fans. So you can hear just rolls of laughter and all of us just <laughs> shouting at the screen. The, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I actually talked to my uh, now fiancé and she's like, could you hear us? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I could hear you. I know, like, I know what the movie's about and I didn't even watch it. The um, – <laughs> The um, it was it was it was the weirdest fucking thing. The um, so but I will say this: at least I remember it. I do remember that it did happen. So the I'm I'm sure you've had many experiences of watching bad movies that you go, well, that was a thing. The um, uh, the uh, yeah. Well, that's the fun of a blind pick, you know. You yeah, don't really yeah. know what you're gonna get. It's kind of fun when things go sideways and weird. So I'll I'll sit through the whole thing usually. <laughs> Usually, yeah, I, I think there was only <laughs> once or twice where I just I couldn't and turned it off. What, Jamie, Jamie, what was the movie that we watched where we both considered not finishing it and just winging our homework and trying to like play it off like we saw it? What was that? It was recent. At, 
And I totally had enough that I could have, I could have totally done it. I, I did totally not have enough. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't, I really didn't want to finish. What was it? Do you remember? Killing three. Oh, thanks. Killing part three. Oh, yeah. that, that movie gives me a fucking headache. The um, I despise that series. Didn't I, they like skip Thanks Killing Two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just want to make sure I got that right. The um, I absolutely despise that movie. The um, I am I'm like very like venomously against that movie. I fucking can't stand it. I hate it. I was okay with part one for what it was. I'll I'll watch Same. part one again, but going into part three. You know, it was tough. It, it was, and it was way too long. Like, it, and it, it might be like 45 minutes in. I'm like, well, how much longer? I'm like, an hour? There's an hour left? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, I seriously was like, I'm just going to turn it off now and I'm just going to wing it through the podcast. I'm just going to wing it. <laughs> and that was the first time, at least for me, that I ever even considered actually not finishing the movie and saying I did, ever. Same. <laughs> the um, there's a couple movies that like you know that are actually a lot of, of them are very popular and and I was so bored. The Howling, I was bored. The um, uh, really? Yeah, I was really? bored. I was bored. The um, I'm like I'm like I, I and also too is I was very disappointed of a transformation and then literally he just slaps her and I'm like and I'm like I'm like really? The that's that's what we're doing. The um, and I and I think I think it's just because I I love American uh, Werewolf in London so much that that this just it just paled in comparison and I'm like I'm like what the f- what the f- what the fuck is this the um uh, this is just just weird the the one that I, I that I can't remember I think it was an Italian one it's like it, it, the the haunted house on it's not haunting of Hill House or anything like that or house on haunted hill it's something to do with a house um it's not house on the left but it's a foreign film I think it's Italian. Um, it's like the house on the hill or, you know, something like that. We did a podcast on, on foreign films and I can't remember the title. I wish Vinny, my roommate was here cause he would know it right away. Um, but like, that's another one that I just could not, I was looking at my, my, my clock. Every Mark, second. you really can't remember an Italian horror movie. I do. Yeah, I know. Your dude, dad dude. is going to be very upset. I know I'm, I'm, I'm Italiano. The, um, and most, and most of the time, you know, we we're really good at cooking, loud volume control issues and Italian horror movies. Like we're good at those three things. They, um, uh, you know, can't make a car to save our life, but you know, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. The, um, uh, but, um, the, but yeah, I, I just, I couldn't sit there. It was so boring. The, um, what is it? What, what were a few horror movies that, that you've watched over the years that you just were like, it's what the fuck? It's so boring. Everything. I in, oh, go. Oh, go, go, go. Suspiria remake. Ooh. Ooh. I did not like the Suspiria remake either. I finished it, but it, again, way too long. I love an 80 minute runtime, y'all. And when something is two plus hours and and it's not entertaining, I was just, I was like, is this over yet? I think I spent the last half on my phone, honestly. Ooh, that's just that's... doing the Facebook thing and looking up every now and then. Nope, no, it's not still not interested. So that's, that's, that's one that over the last couple of years where I was just like, that people actually really liked some people. And I was just like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I had that kind of recently. Um, have anybody, has any of you seen Barbarian? Not yet. Not yet. Um, everybody has been telling me to watch it. And there, there was so much hype built up for it that I'm just like, I need to wait, let it die down and watch it with a nice, clear mindset. Because otherwise, yeah. those expectations are going to ruin it for me. I've let that happen way too many times. <laughs> 
I've done that too. And like, I don't know, I almost feel like maybe I'm like broken or something because I didn't like it. And I feel like everybody has liked this movie so much. And I wanted to, I did, it's not like I didn't want to. Right. So I'm like, am I broken? I'm like, mm, I just wasn't feeling it. I and mean, it got so much hype. One of my coworkers who loves horror actually said the same thing. That she felt broken? Yeah, that too. Well, we, we feel that every day at that job. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 but um but she loves horror and everyone's yes. loving it even other coworkers in the office were loving it and she's like really the zach and i can 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 speak to this um uh, most a24 horror we feel broken all a24 the um, okay i i defend uh, some a24 a24 movies the um most of them could have been released by anybody like ex machina and and they would have been great no matter what the um uh, you know i really loved uncut gems but when it comes to most of it pretty much all of a24 horror movie i have not seen one that i have liked the um uh, the i know this is a very controversial topic among horror um fans the um uh, you know we've we've gotten into arguments even with friends and and i think that i i i, I pretty much follows Zach's lead on this which is nothing happens the in them like it, it, it it's it's too i guess it's too artsy fartsy for me the um uh, the um uh, the uh, that's the best way i can describe it the um and trust me i love some beautiful horror movies there's some great um some great and beautiful i mean i love uh, uh, giallo which is very artistic mm-hmm. and beautiful yeah. and um, and I love a lot of stuff, you know, uh, Guillermo del Toro has done, and, and that's very artistic yeah. and beautiful. And, you know, my favorite horror movie, I think, is very artistic, even though it's balls to the wall, which is Reanimator. The, um, I think that that's I think that's I think that movie is 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 beautifully twisted in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, that's also because it's H.P. Lovecraft. But but, yeah, it's just there's something that it's like watching somebody try too hard. Um, uh, and I think they try too hard to be metaphorical and to the point where like, I miss the metaphor. Yeah. You know, um, there's this whole movement of elevated horror, they like to call it. And yeah, I feel like that can be the pitfall of a lot of them where I'm like, I like my bloody like eighties, nineties, like slashers. That's not to say I don't like beautiful, like cinematic horror movies. I do. There are some lovely ones out there, but Again, I'd rather like stick with like seventies, eighties jallos for like my beautiful artsy like horror <laughs> movies. <laughs> I'm over here like fuck artsy, give me the blood and 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 the and the machetes. <laughs> but can I can I ask you guys a question that's gonna maybe possibly make me lose my my horror card? Ne- um, never. The, you're you're you're, you're a guest. guest. Ask anything you want. And also, we've What's already a twenty four. Ooh. I have not heard this phrase and I feel like an idiot because okay, you okay. guys know and I'm uh, like I'm so out of the loop. Ladies, ladies, um uh, uh buckle in because Zach's about to go on his uh, on his A24 rant. So so by the, by the way, he's only he, <laughs> normally because you requested, just so you know, he's not allowed to bitch about A24 during normal business hours. They we we put this in a contract the um that in his employment contract he's not allowed to talk about this because it got so excessive that um in this case i'm gonna make a a, an exception because a guest asked so zach (laughs) zachary smith you may proceed okay so let's start with the with the basics have you ever heard of a movie called a ghost story it comes in night hereditary midsummer i didn't like them good that's a24 (laughs) Artsy, yeah. fartsy, pretentious, garbage, 
bullshit. No story. There's a beginning. There might be a middle, but there's never an ending. It's this open-ended, just like, ooh, what does this mean? What's this? What's that? Nothing! It is literally nothing! It is all bullshit! The only people that generally like these movies, at least in my experience, are people who don't have their own opinions. Oh, I like it because somebody told me to like it. What was the story? Oh, uh... Uh, uh, I used to work in a movie theater. They'd be like, oh my god, that was so great. What was the story? What'd you like about it? Uh, <laughs> shut up and get out of my theater! I like the decapitation. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess in Hereditary, that kid did get it. That, that, that was kind of funny. But still, besides that! <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay, so, A Ghost Story is probably my most hated film of all time because it's literally just two hours of somebody standing with a bedsheet over them and literally nothing happens. There's literally a four-minute, 28-second shot of a camera just put down and uh, Rooney Mara, one of the most boring actresses I've ever seen in my life, uh, could defeat Freddy Cougar no problem like she did in the remake because she has no fucking emotion. She's It's literally four minutes and 28 seconds. I timed this in the theater of her just eating a pie. Just I'm literally sitting here just like, is this shot ever going to end? We're still going. Me and my buddy David and Marcus, I'm just like, what the, the shot is still going. Wait, how long have we been? I, I don't know. How what what is happening? I, I since we worked in the theater, we weren't allowed to buy liquor because one manager like fucked it for the rest of us, got wasted. So I gave my credit card to my buddy David. I'm just like, get me whiskey right now. He thought I was joking. I wasn't. He would not oh. get me whiskey. I had to sit through this sober. I'm like, oh my god, when will this end? What, what wait, is this scene repeating? Oh my! (laughs) Spoken like a filmmaker, by the way. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Another trope of A twenty four is they literally they're whoever scores their movies. Like I'm sure it's in their contract somewhere. We have to let this shot play out so my song could go to it full entirety. Like in The Witch, literally the first ten minutes of the film, there's just a shot of this carriage going and the song playing as the camera rises for like three. Fucking minutes! I'm a, that was my first or second A24. The funny thing is, my first A24 movie was Ex Machina, so I thought, oh, these movies must actually be good. But after that, it was a <laughs> downhill spiral of pure hatred. Uh, oh, it, yeah. It comes at night. A movie about a red door that somebody opens and everybody loses their mind. Nothing Would else it happens. it follows be considered A24? It follows. It follows. No. Uh, okay. It Follows is not A24. That movie I actually didn't mind. I thought Demonic STDs was at least an interesting concept. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. The, um, but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Hereditary, Midsummer, Ghost Story. Oh, no, no, I love how you pronounce Midsummer. I fucking hate that movie. Uh, eighth Grade. Anything that just seems pretentious bullshit that everybody just loves out of nowhere but can't explain it to you, just assume that's A24. Lady Bird, uh, what the fuck else is there? If Oscar Bait was a studio. Yes. And not in a good way. (laughs) Yeah, like the bad Oscar Bait. Like, you know, the, um, uh, it's... (laughs) Okay. Um, So I gotta cut him off because he'll go on for an hour. he'll keep going. uh, He'll keep going. um, I am so sorry Thank you for clarifying, gentlemen. (laughs) Anytime. The, um, uh, it's good that you don't know. Um, the, um, it's... You are missing nothing. Yeah, nothing. Well, I did see, I saw Hereditary in the theater with my friend. By the way, this is another funny story, if I may. Please. Um, my friend hates horror movies he doesn't even like the word he doesn't like being scared he doesn't like gore he doesn't like anything um 
but he he agreed for some reason to go to see hereditary with me and i was so excited i'm like i'm getting christopher to go see a horror movie with me i'm so happy um and he's like yeah i'll watch anything that tony collette's in so i'm like cool we're on so he went to the theater i'm looking over at him he's fine I'm like, okay, he's fine. He's good. He's good. I was bored the whole time. Um, and so we left. He's like, that was kind of boring. <laughs> so even the, the biggest horror was, sorry, Chris, even the biggest horror was out there, found it boring as fuck. The um, uh, yeah, which, which that makes me happy. It makes me happy too. And then you know, opposed to like you know, like other really great you know audience um uh, situations that we've had, like going to see Society at the um uh, at the Music Box. The um, uh, I would was, love to see that on I the know, we, we met and we, and we got to meet Brian Usna, <gasps> and oh. he's so fucking normal. It freaked me the fuck out. The um, uh, right? like, he's like a soccer dad. I'm like, and and, and, and oh. I literally walked up to him and. and we we all took a picture with him and we, we shook his hand and, and, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, Brian, thank you. You know, you were awesome. You know, we love the movie. And I, I told him a little bit about, you know, our whole history with it. And and he and he was like, oh, my God, it's thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy that you enjoyed it. And I'm like. I'm like, could, could you be like a little weird, like just a little bit, just like a little, yeah, like between society weird. and the dentist, you think there'd be yeah. something yeah. wrong? And then, and then we had, um, uh, and then we had a uh, Nick Benson who did a lot of the effects. Yeah. He, he, uh, Nick, and Nick's awesome. We had him on, we had him on the podcast, and he was talking. He's like, oh, dude, Brian's fucking awesome. Like, and he's such a good guy. The um, uh, the um, uh, you know, and, and and he's like, it's it's it was like it's weird to like see like Screaming Man George and him work together because Screaming Man George's like personality is very like a type and. Kind of like really yeah. aggressive and out there and like and 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 Brian's just such an easygoing like nice guy. So and he's like it's was really interesting to watch them kind of you know work together. But I just yeah. kind of wanted him to be a just a little just a little weird. That was it. But but no, he was it, it, like the nicest, normalist guy that you would see running a fucking PTA meeting. Like you know, like I, I'm I, I'm just like. Like oh okay like um you know I I and which is great because I've heard that about Wes Craven that he's very nice and sweet you know or was very mm -hmm. nice and sweet um yeah. uh, the um you know so it, it's not all that unsurprising I mean you know we make horror films we're not you know I'm at least not as crazy you know Zach's a little you know <laughs> questionable <laughs> questionable is a good word um he likes uh, that. but we but whether one of the theater though we play the uh, our favorite game to play in society though is to guess who's the bringer and who's the brought. Be, uh, the uh, the Elma uh, because I'm like who's the who's the fucked up person that brought their friend to see some some crazy shit and and I I I I've seen the holy fuck scene so many times that like I can look around that's what I call it by the way the the ending is the holy <laughs> fuck scene um, nice. good good pun the Elma uh, yes. because because I'm like and 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 poor Nick still has nightmares about KY Jelly when he passes it in Walgreens so like I think he passes out a little bit the um. <laughs> <laughs> the um uh, but like we're like we're like i wonder who to, i wonder who who brought that vinny my our buddy vinny started that he's like he leaned over he's like it's like i wonder who brought who the um because it's like a lot of normal people in the audience i'm like who I love that. or better yet who just wandered in from the street and is about to get a whole lot of surprises in about 20 minutes the um uh, so obviously i got a reaction so i want to hear um, uh, you know your experience because every you all went oh society oh my god the um so I got to hear um uh, some of your stuff. So we oh. actually did cover society on our podcast within the last year, um, nice. and we did tell our society origin story. So Jamie, I'll let you go first since you saw it before I did. 
Oh, um, yeah. Like society was introduced to me by a friend. Um, and it was really, um, I love, like I said, I love when shit gets weird and like sideways. (laughs) It gets weird. (laughs) It does. Um, but you know, I haven't had the treat of like getting to watch it with somebody who has never seen it before. And it's kind of like my dream. I'm like, I need to introduce somebody to society and have them sitting right next to me so I can just watch them the whole time. I just haven't picked my victim yet. (laughs) (laughs) And I watched it as a blind watch. It was one of those movies that based on the cover I always thought I'd seen before always for 20 years thought I'd seen it before and it was on Tubi I saw the cover I said cool you know I haven't seen this one for a long 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 time I'll watch it again and the the further on I got into the movie the more it became clear I've never seen this movie before (laughs) surprise (laughs) and you know it was really funny because I'm watching it my husband walks in on random moments always the moments that you should probably not be walking in on you know um throughout the movie he's like what the fuck are you watching I said I don't know (laughs) I have no idea but I so I finished it and I'm like okay well that just happened like we talked about and I said to myself and I think I said it out loud to him this might be the only movie ever that might affect my dreams not give me nightmares necessarily but weed their way in some way you know it it didn't when I went to sleep but I thought that I said this might actually affect my sleep in some way shape or form good or bad I'm not sure and um I sat with it in my brain for about a month and I said you know I think I want to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) I think I want to do that again they um uh so so I I actually watched the holy fuck scene first because we were doing a a, I yeah I walked in on it like and I felt like I was walking into porn um, like my uh, husband did. He's like, what, what, huh? what the fuck is going on? He's seen me watch some really fucked up shit, but that was a new one for him. Oh, yeah. I believe it. The um, uh, So I literally, because we were doing a podcast on body horror. It was our second podcast. Mm-hmm. I think I went on a, like a, a, at least a solid 10-minute rant about the holy fuck scene. And and I just just flip, I just need to like express all the emotions. I'm like enough KY jelly to 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 slick back Danny Zuko's hair from fucking grease. The I was waiting for them to bust into nom nom a new bop but won't bamboo the um oh uh, the um uh, and then well you know guys a hickey from Kaniki is like a Hallmark card. Yeah, it is. It is <laughs> sending them their very best. <laughs> the um I uh, the I grew up with musical theater. They <laughs> I know all the words. They, guys, you don't even know if Jamie and I are both huge musical theater nerds. I have the words summer loving tattooed on my back nice i'm not even kidding that's awesome and yeah and so anytime we can go and talk about musical theater at any moment we do it all right we take the opportunity i am going to i'm gonna let zach tell a story in a second but i want to i want to do a a story first is i want to hear wes's experience of watching it and then we'll talk about your musical theater theater experience in just a second okay the um so the first time I watched Society, um, it was with my buddy Brandon and my buddy Wes. So me and my buddy Wes, we hadn't seen the movie yet. You know, we were coming over. I think it was like a New Year's Eve party. And we're just like, all right, let's hang out and just watch movies and play games all night or whatever. So we come over and he picks out the movie and he just shows us the cover Society. I'm like, oh, well, this looks interesting. So and my buddy Wes is just like, it's a horror movie. Yeah. OK, whatever. So we sit down and we start watching it. And then I noticed my buddy Brandon's like filming us and he's posting on Facebook like they have no fucking idea. I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be interesting. And like the first 15 minutes of the movie, 
the sister's giving the brother the eyes, and my buddy Wes out of nowhere is just like, she's giving him the fuck me eyes. <laughs> and, and it's just like, is this like an incest movie? I'm sitting here watching like, uh, I don't know. No, let's find out. My buddy Brandon's just like, Wes, you're insane. Just keep watching. Like, you'll see what happens. And this whole movie like, is the family trying to fuck him? What is happening? And he's just, he's freaking out the entire movie. Like, what is this? What is this? And then it finally gets to, as Mark calls it, the holy fuck scene. And he just starts going, what the fuck? fuck is this? Why, why is that guy's head coming in out of his asshole? What, what's, what, how do you get the legs like that? What? Oh my god! Why? Why? And it's just like 15 minutes of him screaming. I'm watching this going like, well, this is something. And just, we're both laughing hysterically at like the horror that he's experiencing. Watching like really fucked up horror shit with him is great because he just freaks out. It is adorable. <laughs> it's it's amazing that society can take real true horror fans and even make them take a step back and go, what the fuck yeah. was that? It's the, a beautiful um, thing. So great. Okay. So I actually don't have a musical story. I wanted to know if you have seen the Evil Dead musical. That's the thing I was going to bring up. The, um... Not yet, but I want Not to. Not yet. Exactly. I know some of the songs, and I performed one of the songs in a musical theater performance, a Halloween show we did, which was Do the Necronomicon, and I want to see it so bad. Okay. Nice. My favorite song from that uh, musical is What the Fuck Was That? But if you <laughs> ever get the chance, like if they're ever showing it, Get the splatter zone seats. It's Ooh. so bad. Yeah, they will do whatever they can to spill as much blood on you as possible. It is so much fun. Fully recommended. Great music, great performances. And oh, yeah. it's a lot of blood in a play, and it gets on you. So get it. Do it. I have two performance regrets. And that is one of them. The um, because I had the opportunity. We invited you. I was invited, and I and for whatever reason, I I didn't go, and I was pissed. And the other one was going to see, um, uh, Slayer at their final performance at um uh, at Riot. Once Fest. again, you were invited. I, I was, and then also, it also too is is dragging both of them to go see the. Actually, I wouldn't even have to drag them; they would have gone. I was like, let's go see the Village People. The um uh, <laughs> at Riot Fest. The um uh, and apparently I heard heard a lot of things. It was an amazing show. Um uh, the um but um I would have loved have done that but yeah i i missed out on the opportunity but um i definitely um uh, you know the, ne the next time it comes to town i definitely want to um uh, you know get back to that so um i i you know what's so funny though i think that's like one of the very few like horror musical theaters i mean i know that there's a heather's musical which is kind of like you know it's weird but it's not really horror necessarily dark comedy dark comedy there's an american yeah. psycho musical um which i really want to see Toxic avenger there's a toxic avenger musical which is great by the way the music in that is amazing <laughs> Of course there is. The um because uh, Lloyd Kaufman cannot help himself. The um on I know at some point there was a college somewhere that did a full blown theater performance of the first alien movie that got glaring reviews, I heard. This wow. this was five plus years actually at this point, maybe more, maybe almost ten years ago at this point. But yeah, a theater performance of the first alien movie did a fantastic job. Cat wow. included. The uh, cat included. The um <laughs> uh, the I love that. So hey, um uh so, you know, uh, what the other question that we get into is, you know, is obviously um, horror effectually, but a lot of people are horror fans and they don't do anything creative with it. They don't really move on to be filmmakers, artists, and in this case, mm -hmm. podcasters. So I'm very curious about how that transition came from and how the podcast started and how you got into podcasting and specifically talking about horror. Yeah, well, you know, um, 
very interesting story. I'll talk about horror all day, every day, kind of like musical theater with anyone. And most of the people in my life think I'm, you know, a psychopath. So, <laughs> you know, I, you. I know, <laughs> but you know, I went to my first horror convention in uh, 2017 out here in Chicago. It was flashback weekend. And my husband wouldn't go with me because I, but I didn't want to go alone and I was afraid because I was shy and stuff and around new, new people, new settings, at least. Um, I went in the second I walked in that room, it was magical. It was fucking magical. I didn't know anyone. And yet I felt like I was at home and I was among friends and this was my tribe. And I've never felt that in my entire life in a large group of people, one or two, sure. But, you know, so that was the beginning of getting into the horror community <clears throat> and from that you know I made some friends which and actually that's actually where I met the first co-host and then other friends and friends of friends and the friendship started to build on that and then social media that came in and you know we all kept in touch on the Facebook and the Instagram and stuff so I knew I always wanted to do something with horror. I just always thought it would be on maybe the acting side of it because I was a musical theater actress for a long, long time. And, but I've never really done films. But so I was thinking about that. But then I listened to a friend's podcast called It's a Horror Podcast, Wes and Kevin. And I loved it. And these, they weren't really good friends. We were more social media acquaintances. And I said, this is really, really good. And it's a fun concept. And you guys are fun to listen to. I wonder if I could do that with some of my friends. So I reached out to Wes and I said, so how are you recording this? Like the technicalities of it. Are you and Kevin in the same room? Like you fellas are, Derek? no, you know, I'm in like Nashville and he's in Ohio. I'm like, oh, well, it sounds really good. It sounds like you're in the same room. I said, so how does this work? So he kind of coached me along the ways on what to do. Then I reached out to Tori. I said, how do you feel about starting a horror podcast? And I sent them the, the link to It's a Horror Podcast. I sent her the link to It's a Horror Podcast. And she goes, that would be fun. Let's do it. And then we kind of talked about it for a few months. She picked the name because I love doll movies. So mm -hmm. Tori actually picked the name, the best thing ever. And we talked about what we want our format to be probably for a good four or five months before we actually launched. I did secure the social medias before that ever happened, just to make sure in the email and stuff. But we were planning before we did it. And then, you know, we executed and the first few episodes were rough, <laughs> you know, still getting our feet on the ground. And then producer Jesse, our producer came into my life. We worked together at the office that I still work at now. And he volunteered to do some audio work because I don't know how to do technical stuff at all. And he's kind of magic, guys. Shout out to producer Jesse. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. Makes our podcast sound terrific. And it just grew and grew and grew from there. And then Days of the Dead came into my life. And uh, right, literally right before Jamie joined, I think two weeks before Jamie came on board, Bill at Days of the Dead contacted me and asked me if I wanted to be the official podcast of the convention. And I said, well, what does that mean for my show? Are you, do, do you have to have creative control now? Because this is my baby and I'm not going to give any of that up, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, all that stays the same. You'll just come to the conventions and host the panels and stuff. I said, oh, great. Count me in. Jamie came on board. I said, guess what, Jamie? We're in Days of the Dead now. 
Jamie, I'll let you uh, pick up uh, from wherever you want to, since that's where your story begins with the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so I'm a writer. Um, I'm a newspaper reporter. I'm a journalist. Um, so, you know, I've been interviewing people and writing stories for a long time. Um, however, I never kind of knew that like I could blend my love of horror with that somehow. Um, just had no idea how I could mix those two together. Um, so when the pandemic happened, I decided I wanted to start a horror inspired Instagram page. I used to have a blog on Blogspot back in the day called Girl on Gore. I decided I wanted to bring it back somehow. Did it with Instagram, started meeting the horror community through that, um, started writing a little bit, hooked up with Summer, um, and then it just kind of like made sense where I'm like, oh, this is like what I do as a journalist, but it's horror movies, which is way better than covering politics or school <laughs> or anything else that I cover. Um, and so, you know, and then like getting to do the panels, that's been amazing because it's been you know, sharing the stage with some of my heroes. I mean, we just shared the stage. We've shared it with Bill Mosley a couple times. Yeah. I mean, how amazing is that? He pulled this in closer for a hug and it was like, oh my God, I'm freaking out right now. This is so awesome. Yes. Um, but so yeah, getting to interview people on stage live like that, it speaks to like both of our love of performance. Mm -hmm. And again, it's like mixing my skill sets as a journalist with the thing I love the most, which is scary movies. So it's like the perfect marriage of things in my life. <laughs> it really, really is. And you know, again, thanks to Instagram, Jamie came into my life. And the, let me, I don't know, Jamie, if I ever told you this, but the, the phrase you uttered in that 50 second video that you posted that really pulled me in and made me go, I need to be this girl's best friend. And you guys, you got to go back to the, her, like her first video. Okay. And watch it. Cause she's just as cute as a button. I mean, I, I was like, she's adorable. She has a great voice. I just, I love her already. Um, great personality. I can tell the, the phrase you said, Jamie, was, you know, when you were saying all the things you love about horror was a good eyeball torture scene, just like that with a finger. Good eyeball torture scene. And I was like, I got to be this girl's best friend. I just do. It's eyeball torture, bringing people together since uh, 2020. Yes. The, um, yes. I, I love, I love, I love that. That's fantastic. The, um, uh, so the, um, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I, and you mentioned that, um, and I believe it was uh, Bill from Days of the Dead had approached you. How did that whole situation start? Because I, I, you know, I'm sure he had, you know, a, a lit litany of other candidates and other, you know, other people that he was, you know, considering. I'm sure. Do you know how like that relationship started, and you know, and how you know he went to you, and you know, maybe a little bit more detail on on that side of the story. Well, it's very interesting, and I've told this before. Um, I accredit this relationship with Bill on being nice because um, I'd never met Bill before until July of 2020. Seen him around, never met him. He had just acquired Days of the Dead pretty recently before the pandemic. And he decided to go ahead with Days of the Dead Indianapolis, a COVID con, as I called it. Everyone was wearing masks. Everyone was distant, sanitizer on every five feet. You know, it was crazy, you know, but as people who do conventions and had our whole lives canceled in 2020, because I mean, I know a lot of people, I myself included, had a whole lineup of cons lined up, right, for 2020, not to work out, obviously, but just to go and enjoy. And he decided to go ahead with it. And it was a very small convention. A lot of the guests canceled, some still came. And it was great. And it's what we all needed, right? So I approached him when I saw him walking around the floor 
Um, cause how could I miss that? Like bleach blonde hair he has, <laughs> you know? And I said, um, is this your convention? He's like, he rolled his eyes and took a step back. He's like, it depends. What do you want? <laughs> um, I could tell at the moment he was just over it. And I said, well, I just want to thank you because this is what we all need right now. And you've, you've provided, you know, some normalcy to our lives over the past four months. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then we talked and, you know, you know, that's kind of was it. And I never thought about it again until I went out to Vegas uh, to help our girl Christy Adams out with her Nightmare Toys grand opening. Mm -hmm. Right. Ooh. And, you know, because it was still COVID, August 2020, she needed um, help with crowd control and stuff like that because, you know, they had a limit of how many people they could physically have in the store. So we needed to keep people outside and keep them entertained so they wouldn't leave. And so there was that. And so Bill at the time was living in Vegas. He and Christy um, had some collaborations at other toy stores. Big Bang Toys was one of them. And I, so I saw him again two weeks later. And he's like, nobody tested positive for COVID. And he's like, thank God. <laughs> you know? But no one popped positive. None of the celebrities and no, none guests, no patrons came forward yeah. about it either. So I'm assuming if, you know, if they did, they kept it quiet, but none of the guests test positive for COVID in July of 2020 after a big event. And it proved that you can have a safe con during the pandemic if it's done properly. Right. And, you know, we talked a little bit at this event and uh, that was August. So about a month later, he calls me out of the blue, just calls me. No one calls me. <laughs> I don't answer my phone. <laughs> Who calls <laughs> anyone anymore? <laughs> Nobody calls me. And um, he's like, hey, if you have a sec, I want to talk. I'm like, oh, OK. I was like, kind of like, what's going on? I hardly know you. Right. <laughs> um, am I in trouble? Did I do something at the event? Like, you, what's, what's going on? You know, getting called to the principal's office. We need to <laughs> yeah. talk. Uh-oh. Something. I don't know what I did, but something happened. And he said that he was changing some things with the convention basically he didn't say it like this cleaning house you know um and doing some things differently and he said how would you like to be the official podcast of the dolls of horror i listened to your episode and you you guys talk very well and this was a tory episode and i think that you know you would be a good fit and it was magic from there i did ask him which episode he listened to he, in my personal opinion, he listened to our worst episode at to date there, probably to date now even. And I was thinking to myself, man, you're really easy to please. Yeah. <laughs> but that I don't know what he was talking about outside of me because I have no idea sure. if he had other candidates or anything. But that I, I believe that I was on his radar because I was nice at that 2020 convention. And apparently he was getting hate. He was getting threats. He was getting social media threats. I saw some of them. I think there was a death threat out there at some point. Jesus. I mean, he was getting a lot of very, very unpleasant, harassing shit for it, doing it. And that's and that's very strange because because in our experience, the horror community has been nothing but great. So 
Yeah. yeah. A the, big family, the right? Community is the best community. I almost want to send, I mean, I don't want to send shitty people to a horror convention for the horror convention fam, but I almost want people to see and like experience mm. a horror con and just see like, this is what family looks like. This is yeah. what nice people look like. Um, it's, it's the most supportive. This is what nice people look like. That guy covered in blood, the Michael over there, mm. the pinhead over here. Yeah. That's what nice people look like. Um, and we've talked just, about it. We're like, it's a safe place. Even though there are lots of machetes around, it's a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. I consider that the safest thing in the world. You put, you give me a sword. Oh, I'll protect you. <laughs> the, um, uh, it, it's just, you know, and, and, and you would think from the outside world, the, um, uh, that, you know, these are the most, you know, the people that are into the most deplorable things that you could ever imagine. Massive fans of that, but the nice, the nicest, well-adjusted people. I mean, we've had Damon on, on the podcast twice. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, Damon, the, the creator of Slasher. And, yeah, and, and we've had, app. and we've had great philosophical conversations about and in my opinion actually i think the horror community is the nicest community and also from a creative standpoint we're the last line of defense against the decaying culture hell yeah i know that's Absolutely. a very that's a bold statement but it's kind of the truth True. because we're the only ones that are innovating um besides the porn community the <laughs> they innovate outside <laughs> <laughs> the um uh, the um uh, the, you know what and people people always roll their eyes but I'm like name a technology that has come out in the last a hundred years that the porn community has not done first the um uh, <laughs> the um uh, and that was a quote from our good friend uh, Dennis Preston Zach's over there like <laughs> the, he really is desperate to turn this into the Midwest no, porn network no 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 the um uh, I the I, I just remember we had a, a dear, dear friend on the podcast, uh, Dennis Preston, and he's like, and he was arguing with a friend about like the hardcore fandom of horror, you know, he's like they're in the most hardcore fans ever, and the and the most dedicated fans. And his friend was like, no, I think it's the porn community. The porn community is even more crazy than the, than the horror community. The um, uh, but you know, also I would argue not crazy necessarily could be crazy, but soap opera fans are pretty rabid too. Really, oh, the. Um, Daytime soap opera fans. I mm-hmm. kind of that kind of just makes sense. The um, uh, yeah, because yeah. usually the script quality of uh, of a lot of horror movies are the same script quality as the soap opera. So <laughs> 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 to, to be I, I've been telling, I've been I've been trying to get you know Patrika Darbo out to a con, man. I'm like, man, we need to get you on with Papa Kane and and Kevin. Um, you know. It, so yeah, I've been trying to get her out to a horror convention because she only she's mainly does soap opera conventions. And my selling point for her is you'll have the soap opera fans coming and uh-huh. the horror fans coming. It'll be like a whole new audience. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know? And they'll look at each other like you know the um uh, like Days of Our Lives, uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Yep, got it. They, um, <laughs> yep, they, yep. Uh, be a nice little get together. <laughs> so I have I have just one one last question. The um, uh, you know, what if you know? Because obviously, we've been in in doing podcasts for a very long time, and we've switched formats. We've gone from audio to video to bad video, then back to audio, the um, <laughs> and then back to a switcher, which the switcher is a godsend. Uh, we have the 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 little the little camera adjuster guy that that makes uh, Zach not want to murder himself. The because uh, Zach's our post guy. The um, and by the way, I'm the executive producer, and then uh, the acting side of things, so I can relate to. 
uh, talking about musical theater and acting and, and all that great stuff. But he's also the annoying side of things. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> uh, the, but I'm also the do all the shit that he don't want to do, like scheduling and talking to people um, uh-huh. and dealing with calendars. The um, uh, so what have been some of the biggest surprises? Um, that you've had, you know, like or you know, things that you thought would e- or would be easy, but turn out to not be, or things that you thought would be hard, you know, but then turn out to be easy when it comes to running your podcast. Um, I'm always interested to hear about those. I'll tell you what, producer Jesse makes it very easy to get the podcasts a quality show out, a quality sounding show out. I attribute that all to him because I don't know about Jamie, but I don't know how to know how to do any of that stuff. I don't, I don't know much of that stuff either. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if, if we had to do that on our own, the show would not sound as good as it does. It would definitely would not be what it is today. And that's all because of, of him. So if he wasn't around, that would be the most challenging thing by far. I'm telling you that yeah. right now. But he's magic. We tell him all the time. So <laughs> uh, we owe it all to, all to producer Jesse for sure. Um, Jamie. I- I will say that like, you know, we have like our show has evolved over time, of course, you know, since I've been on. Um, so one of the things we started doing is uh, we we have these like little breaks, like audio breaks between our different segments, because we have segments, we have sections that we go over, like best fashion, best hair, favorite kill. So epic line is my favorite. <laughs> epic line. Yeah. So um, prop we want to own. Um, so for every section, we have like a cool little like audio intro to it. A little jingle. And before, yeah. Yeah. Before we do it in post and now we do it live. Yeah. And that's been really fun because sometimes uh, producer Jesse throws in some fun ones for us and surprises us. Um, so that's been one of my favorite like evolutions that we've had while I've been on the show as far as like production. I agree. Yeah, that that's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's just the show's grown so much. It's little things you don't think about it until you listen to an older episode, and it's like, wow, this is so different. And that's also why we've started doing, especially for episodes that Tori was on, we've been recycling some of those movies mm-hmm. and, and doing them again. We did Krampus twice because we did it the, our first year when it was like. A month old so it was a little rough and then we did it i think two years ago and it was a much better episode and we did black christmas twice both uh mm-hmm. 2006 and 1974 jamie am i right 74 yep. mm-hmm. yeah so that's something that we've been doing as the show has grown is, is we've been doing some of the movies that we did early on again like a second chance not only does jamie get to experience them again or for with us for the first time mm-hmm. but it's going to be a, a more polished episode. And so it's basically the episode that I want, I really wanted it to be to begin with, but we weren't there yet. Yeah. And we added on some categories too over time. I mean, I love taglines. I'm a writer again. So like I'm obsessed with horror movie taglines. Um, I, I write them in my head all the time, just in life. When I see something like, I'm like, Oh, I, somebody said the words uh, spud gun to me. And I'm like, Ooh, revenge is a dish best served mashed. Oh my God, that would be a great movie. Um, so we're, now, gonna have to, so now, we're gonna have to do a fun like improv exercise like one time. Maybe when, when I when I come on and be like, I'm just gonna shout out like random horror movies, and yes. you got to come up with a tagline on the on the spot. The um, uh, the oh um, yeah, I would love that. 
<laughs> it's like my favorite thing to me. It's like the perfect example of copywriting. This is me nerding out, but because um, <laughs> you got to sell somebody on this horror movie in just like a sentence or a few words. Um, but yeah, so we we now have like a tagline section where we talk about taglines every movie. So we've added some really fun categories over time. I mean, listeners have suggested things to us that we've added in. Mm -hmm. So. I'm just always excited to see the ways that we evolve and like the new stuff that we want to try. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the topics that did get added on uh, months or even a year later, aside from the taglines, that's a really, really recent one that that came about within the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have an occasional font talk because Jamie loves her some good mm -hmm. font. Um, that's not every episode. It's only when we see maybe a Special. font like that Gremlins font we might want to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Um, in the beginning, we did not have best hair, but we start talking about hair so much with the great 80s hair. Hello. Um, <laughs> that we had to throw in the best hair category that came along after we did um, the 1995 version of Piranha. So because we kept talking about the hair. Also, I was picking hair for a lot of my fashion moments. So we're like, maybe this it should needs just, to be its own category. This should just be its own thing. And that not every movie has good hair. Let's just say that some of it's pretty unremarkable. So sometimes they're like, ooh, I was driving the struggle bus on the hair. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, so that yeah, that's that that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, um, uh, so I know we we wrap up every um. Uh, the uh, we wrap up every um, every podcast with a uh, question of the podcast, which I just make up um, halfway through the podcast. The um, I never plan them, but you know, I think that's part of the fun. And yeah. and something fun I I I don't think we've ever done actually. Um, uh, nothing even similar was what is your favorite? And you could pick you could pick your top two. What is your favorite um, horror movie quote? The um uh, the um uh, the um yeah that was a good one the um uh, the um uh, so I uh, the um we do uh, it's uh, like asking someone what they want for Christmas or what they want for for, for dinner oh, okay uh, okay so so in in tradition we do allow the guests to go first but they do have the option to pass if they so choose um uh, the um go ahead and Zach's thinking about it too so um uh, so by all means uh, go ahead and, and kick it away if you got it. Okay, so right off the top of my head, I just uh, watched Krampus again for my holiday viewing because I go through all these Christmas movies. And Aunt Dorothy is my spirit animal, okay? She says two things, maybe three or four. Actually, she says about 10 things in there that I really, really love. But one thing that I've always uh, related to and what made me love her was I didn't even like kids when I was one. <laughs> Okay. And also if I can, if I can also include another Aunt Dorothy without accounting for my two is, um, where's the nog? I need to get married. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say that from now on the, um, uh, the, um, and go, go ahead, please continue. I love these. Um, well that, that was just like first off the top of my head, um, because that actress was just brilliant. So that was for sure it, you know, I'm looking at your gremlins poster. This is not one of my favorite lines at all, but I, whenever I, someone says gremlins, I think should have got a Zenith. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a favorite line, but it's something that I always think of when someone says gremlins. So the, uh, I love yeah. it. I love it. You know, this one's so hard, but like the first thing that came to mind, um, so American Werewolf in London is a very, very special movie to me. First of all, it was my first R rated movie I ever saw as a kid and I loved it. Um, David is my ultimate horror hunk. Um, it's the best werewolf transformation ever. I just 
everything about that movie is absolutely perfect. So right off the top of my head, I will not be threatened by a walking meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get one more. Oh, gosh. Um, I guess since Suspiria is my favorite movie, you know, um, like, what do you know about witches? That line oh, with Susie. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Zach. Um, oh, you got one? You got one? I got I got one more. All right. Okay. Um, if, if you... I mean, I, I obviously most of you all know this movie, but I love this movie. And so it's a line that goes in through my head a lot for random reasons. Meet me at the waterfront after the social. What's it from, guys? Oh, damn. Zach, help me out. I don't know. Oh, fuck. Sleepaway Camp. Ah, oh. I've only ever seen it once. They, oh, okay. They, okay. Uh, that's that's true. Yeah. yeah. The, um, uh, no, when it comes to like camp movies or forest movies, Friday the 13th for me. Yeah, yeah, oh. for sure. I've seen each one of those movies more times than I can count. All right, Zach, oh, you, yeah, of course. The, uh, right, Zach, do you have a favorite one? Seven. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, seven than ten. The, um, uh, he can do the whole <laughs> order. So, Zach, uh, what, what about you? Um, all right, so my first one's going to be from a video game. It's actually from Doom. Uh, in the native language of their people, it's called Kara and Tuk, and it just stands for Rip and Tear. Because you spend ah. all that entire game just murdering and ripping and tearing apart demons, and I fucking love it. And, like, usually the boss music is for the people you're fighting or killing. No, the, you're the boss in that game. You're the badass just slaying things, and it's just a crowd of metalheads just chanting that, Rip and Tear! Rip and Tear! I fucking love it and then my next one is from the first hellraiser movie no tears please it's a waste of good yes! suffering yeah fucking love that yeah, quote. Lo uh, uh, that's a beautiful quote. sadistic elegant and badass what sights we have to show you i'm gonna cheat come to daddy they oh yeah. that's a good one <laughs> and, and that's like uh, that's it, it Clive, that's not a line. That's what you say on a Saturday night. Oh, the oh uh, my, the um, <laughs> the oh uh, my. So I, I'm gonna cheat because it's my thing. I have three. Oh uh, my, the and I'm doing them in order, but I'm gonna say the line. And I'm gonna see how people can guess them. I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Not a horror movie. Yes, it is. The oh uh, my, the oh uh, my. I know the line, but I know I do too, and I'm like, what is it? It's they live. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they live and then um uh, I think I've heard the line more than I've seen the movie. Most people have um uh, the um and um, movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Can go. I piggyback off of that? Yes, it's, it's part of our intro every episode. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. It was fun. Yeah, that's another really good one from that. That, that would be scream. Because that's basically our entire like our process for the episodes. The um, <laughs> uh, and then my ultimate favorite horror movie line of all time, and Zach will laugh when I say it. The uh, what were they? Psychos. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. From they, dusk till dawn. Absolutely, my favorite <laughs> vampire movie of all time. Almost got beat by Near Dark, almost, when I saw Near Dark. But I'm like, nah, From Dust Till Dawn will always be my favorite vampire movie of all time. And it is still one of the best lines, along with, um, uh, if you if you fucking scream, I, I have um, uh, I have six little friends that can run a lot faster than you. The, um, uh, the, um, uh, and I, I, the, and it's, oh, it's such a good line. Uh, both great lines by George Clooney, of all people, to, to give a line in a horror movie. The, um, uh, but, hey. Yeah. 
Thank you both so much. You guys were fantastic. We will have you back again um, anytime. You're more than welcome. And actually, we would love to come on yours as well. Anytime. Yes. The, um, anytime we were literally would... texting about that right now. We were now. texting about that. I said, <laughs> I said let's get them on our show. They, we, would, <laughs> we would absolutely love to do that. I know, uh, Zach, I'm sure, if, especially if you pick um, a couple of really good movies that we have a lot to talk about, yeah. we, will, we will definitely yeah. um, uh, do it. Uh, Zach, go ahead. I can do horror movies or horror video games. I am very fluent in both. Yep, and and, <laughs> and I have a I have an elementary education in horror um, video games. Um, uh, just enough to be dangerous. But this is your opportunity to look directly. <laughs> the uh, this is your opportunity to look directly into camera and tell the good people where they can find all of your amazing stuff and your amazing podcasts. Go ahead and take it away. Well, Jamie created a wonderful website for us, the dollsofhorror.com. So you can find all things dolls there. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Dolls of Horror, Twitter at just Dolls of Horror because the was taken, lame. Honestly, the Twitter is very, very neglected. So go to Instagram. <laughs> and uh, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the Dolls of Horror, where we post all of our panel videos if you're like oh darn i missed that panel and i wanted to see the john kassir panel it's on it's on youtube so you didn't have to lose out on that and i mean that's kind of it did i leave anything out jamie no but if you want to follow us individually too you can find our instagram handles on the dolls of horror page my instagram is girl on gore um i also have a youtube page so mm -hmm. check me out too if you like um horror fashion and fun little horror videos and your Facebook page, your like page, Girl on Gore. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She has her own mm -hmm. little Girl on Gore empire over there. So definitely check out Jamie's Girl on Gore because uh, she puts out some real fun videos. That is awesome. Thank you so much. And then we're going to yeah. clo close out this podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the Nightmares podcast. Uh, you can find us where all podcasts are available, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, all that great stuff. And if you are watching this on YouTube, if it could be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on uh, on YouTube and any other place on the Nightmares podcast. And, of course, you can find us on all of our social medias. You can find us on TikTok, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and slasher the Woo! application for all thing horror Yay. and you can find uh, the dolls of horror on um mm -hmm. slasher by their name as well uh yep. thank you so much for checking out this and then we will see you next time on the nightmares podcast bye guys <laughs>